0: Tiger fans, welcome to episode 248 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts, Spotify listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Hosting today's show is Ken Clark.
1: And we back. Welcome back to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. You know who it is. It's your main man, Ken Clark, and I'm back in the booth with, with the gang, the posse, my, my, my two brothers in crime, man, my two partners in crime. Zoe and Shaq, what's going on, fellas? What's up with you? What's good, Ken? What's good? So what's good, the I love? Happy to be back.
2: What's up, Shaq? What up, Ken? What's up, the I love family?
1: Yeah, man. You know what what's about to go down? You know, cue that it's about to go down. <laughs> no, no, yeah, we're to get back together. Yes, 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 indeed. We um uh, man, what a dynamic show. Last time we were on together, man. Uh, history repeats itself. Uh, we got a lot of good response, man. A lot of good response on social media, guys. Um, we pray <laughs> the minds of quite a few, uh, even some <laughs> of our very own. And uh I'll let y'all know what we're talking about as we go on throughout the show because Man, what a what a what a what a wonderful show it was. Love the reaction, love the response, love the um, we love our listeners, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate right. our listeners, appreciate y'all for, for staying Indeed. locked tune, tuned in with us, and um as we continue to do what it is that we love to do. So welcome back to Tiger Talk. But before we get started in the show, we want to send a heartfelt um condolences to the family and friends of our very own late, great Rashad Anderson. Number 46, man. May he rest in peace and uh, blessings to to him and, uh, and his family. Uh, he lost the battle with cancer, and uh, we, we're praying for the Anderson family. Uh, Rashad was um, a first-round draft pick, man, 2000, and um, was the first-round 23rd pick. Twenty third pick, yeah 23rd the, peak,
2: the the last first rounder that we actually have. Yes, indeed, yep. man,
1: and um, you know it, it was uh, it was it stung to see you know see such a a beautiful soul you know uh, be cut short uh, uh, so soon, so young, man, and he had so much life ahead of him. But you know we won't question God. I have a and we just wanted to make sure that before we started this show, we 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 give some love to our very own brother. I fallen tiger Rashad Anderson, man. We love you. We, we, bless bless you family. Family. rest in peace. Wow, man.
2: Yeah, man. Rest in peace. wild man.
1: But nevertheless, I'll kick the mic over to you. I'll start with you today, though. Uh, you know, just kind of wanted to, you know, let you kind of, I know, I know we, we wanted to make sure we get that out there, but you know, just kind of wanted to uh, revisit that show real quick. And then we'll get into what it, to talk about. So man, just, uh, Give us a little bit about, you know, what you think in regards to the last time that we came together.
2: Yeah, man, Uh, pretty much, I think uh, we pretty much just started on the genesis of, you know, how and why, you know, 1AA was formed, how we were actually even in the position that we're in right now, you know, um, and, you know, and that's the starting point. And obviously while we're coming in today, we're going to segue into something else, you know, present day. But, you know, in order to know where we're going, you know, we need to take a look at, you know, what we've been and how we got to where we are and the the basically the, you know, the the origin, the genesis of everything that's transpired, you know, from, you know, my birth year 1978, you know, up until, you know, this, this point, you know, with our great tradition, with our great history and how we managed to, you know, do everything we've done, you know, from the 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 creation of the first year, knowing that we made it to a semifinal game, one game away from a national championship, we lost to the eventual national champion, which is the family, you know, Florida, you know, family Rattlers, to you know, then go on to have great success in the eighties in that you know one double A space, you know, up through the nineties, you know, and. And, and the metamorphosis to the new millennium in 2000 to having those down years that we did up until the present day. Now with Coach Prime being there, and here we are. And like again, we'll segue into where we are today into the future.
3: And you know that's a, that's a pretty good overview. I mean, I, I I like to think causing these these shows as a prelude to what's eventually going to take place in the market um, and, and in society in general. It seems like every time we get together, it uh, uh, maybe about a month, two months, maybe sometimes even a week, it kind of comes to fruition. And so it was it was like that after we finished that first show, maybe a week after that, two weeks after that, you start to hear the 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 additional chatter from not only just Coach Prime, but also some other TV pundits and um and um, social media personnel highlighting the possibility of figuring out how to navigate uh, to FBS. Is it a reality? Could it happen? How does it happen? Um, would they go about it alone? Would they have other other schools that probably would join them? What about the resources place in order to compete and a variety of topics and subjects? But I I. Think we're going to cover a lot of that on, on 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 the show that we're talking about right now and i'm excited and anxious to get to some additional talking points that we have already kind of addressed behind the scenes as friends you know who love jackson state and are talking about what's going on but we want we want the public to engage in this dialogue because we need it at this time and day and age we have to have these conversations so that we can understand and, and to permeate not only our psyche, but also the American public so that we can understand that we can have some of these things that we desire. We don't have to think less of ourselves. We automatically come out with a defeated mentality. We so, can operate
1: in excellence. And this is the thing, you know, because a lot has happened, man, since we sat down and had that previous History repeats itself Itself uh, show. Um, shout out to... Um, the Rock and Danny Garcia, we've had our, we had the XFL showcase that have uh, transpired on the campus of Jackson State. But nevertheless, during that time, you know, they put a microphone and a camera in front of our coach. <laughs> and when yes, that sir. happens, he tends to stir the pot on a lot of things. On ESPN, Coach Prime was interviewed, and he basically put it out there, man. Listen, in, in so many words, you know, it was talks of realignment. You got to ask the questions. And all he really did was he gave just enough to to get the the, the Twitter birds uh, chirping again, and and that's kind of what brought us back. Not not that's not what brought us back together. We wanted, we, like I said, we wanted to, to 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 get the rest of that meat off the bone. You know, we don't eat chicken wings in our family, and we leave all that meat on the bone. You know what I'm no. saying? We want the thing to be clean, no. right? We we sucking that thing, gristle dry, baby,
3: gristle dry, <laughs> gristle and all. So you know, I, I,
1: I, I, hey, that, hey. Hey, without 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 no no without any further ado, I'ma say it like this: That might be a part three coming because there is someone that we we're gonna reference something that he uh, sent over to us. He wasn't able to make the show tonight, but when we get to it, you see what we're talking about. And um, but yeah, man, we'll start here. Here's a question I have because a lot of people were, um, basically, the chatter was you know they they throw out a lot of words like tradition uh culture and all these other things and, and there's this there's this fear of us moving up to fbs we're going to somehow lose the thing that makes us great our tradition and our culture and i I don't think that could be the farthest from the truth check so i start with you and just kind of let you start there and like i said we'll see where it goes well kenzo you
3: guys know that i i try to relate spiritual things to our current realities and things that are going on. So um, I'm going to start sharing with our listeners a story that we probably have already been made aware of or maybe heard and try to relate that to the current context of what we have going on. And it's the story of the children of Israel when they were leaving Egypt. They were given a promised land, which is what we call the land of Canaan. Um, And most people don't understand that the journey and the trick to to survey the land it took them 40 days to do it. so they sent spies to the land and they scoped it out and after scoping it out they saw giants in the land they saw grapes the size of a human being and saw all of these um, these elements that created fear now the most high he prepared them he got them out of Egypt. He he gave them a, a pathway to get to their promised land. But because of what they saw in Canaan, their promised land, they were afraid. So they come back with a report. Almost all of the spies that entered the land had a negative report and said, we can't do this. It's just impossible. They're going to kill us. We're not doing this. There were only two people that gave a positive report. And that was Caleb and Joshua. Find out later on in that story is that the most anger and frustration with a stiff neck, going to put emphasis on stiff neck and laugh. He punished them because of their inability to go into a land that was already promised for them. And he said, for every day that it took you to get here, this land I'm gonna give you a year, in the wilderness, and that's how they got their forty years in the wilderness. Now, if you look at the forty years, in the context of what it means, it's just enough time for an entire generation to die off. And as we know, what happens at the end of the story, Caleb and Joshua eventually entered into the land, and they captured years, it. but it took them forty years later to do it. So. Why am I bringing that story up? It's a story of faith or lack thereof. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of acknowledging what lies in front of you, but understanding that you have the tools and the capability and the knowledge to deal with it, even though there are others amongst you who don't believe it. And what I can gather from that is Followers read and react, but leaders they drive and dictate. And there's no such thing as, um, as as followers. Well, there's a such thing as followers. The ability to manipulate others. But the point that I'm trying to bring on is: when are we going to start acting like we have some faith? Since since, since people since we strive we, we strive our ability. To always say that we are spiritual and God fearing people, but when it comes down time to practice it, what do we do?
1: Well, well let me let me let me throw this out there because you know you, you go we we already in trouble. You know when you went there, bro. We <laughs> you might as well just we gonna lean into this. So I'm gonna let you get in here, bro. I just all I did was just. I just put my hand on my head and, and say, look, yeah, look, man, I you know. look, but I I had to bring it up because no, 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 know no, no, when no. I get on no, the no, spiritual no, tangent, no, that's we me. Know. We know, but here is what I want to say about that because we say because I'm I'm just playing. Let's play. I'm gonna play, you know, the the opposite guy for a second. The question is going to be because there is a lot of gaps that 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 are that we're faced with to get to where we're trying to go, <laughs> you know, and, and and I already can note So so what you're saying is that we just need to have faith. Without a plan, like what are we what are we talking about, you know, like like throw that. Make sure that we are well, given... So let let me let me address this.
3: Okay, we I'm talked quitting. about this again? on and before. Yeah, so we talked about this on the other show, and we talked about how in that 1978 meeting, the powers that be mm-hmm. lobbied with the NCAA to create a division or systemic division of halves and happened. Correct. Correct. All right. So that's fact. We know that the major power players from the SEC and whatever power conferences during their period lobbied the NCAA and said, look, we're tired of sharing our money with some of these lower schools. Um, and we think it's time for us to separate divisions. So give us one division, which is going to allow us the autonomy to have 80 scholarships and 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 utilize our stadiums and so forth to basically build the revenue we're already accustomed to but while you're at it we're going to create a lower division and we're only going to do this in football but we're going to create a lower division and it will make sense if we're talking about equality because football is football everybody still needs scholarship but they're going to say yeah and we're going to give the lower division 65 scholarships now if i relate that to modern day times We've heard so many times that the difference between FBS and FCS is, is that correct?
1: Yeah. We All right. It.
3: So 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 I I am I am I will go out on a limb and say those that we don't have has has eventually contributed to the lack of depth that we're able to have at the FCS level, which makes us not as competitive as we could be against higher tier FBS schools. And if you culminate that over years and years and years, we're talking about from 1978
1: to this day, if and, and right now and and, um, and, um, and
3: the transfer portal has basically created a need now for the NCAA to write that wrong that they did in 1978. It was an obvious wrong and we're going to get to that later on through some evidence that we we received to document that the plan was intentionally to destroy those schools
1: to, All right. To, stay right to, there to, stay, them. Stay, stay right there i, I won't get zoe in there Zo, you you got a you got a task brother let's go ahead and 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 see if you can add a little bit more substance to that effect that's laid out well that's a heck of a, a layup by the way but go ahead <laughs> Well, to Shaq's other point,
2: and actually, let me actually add to that. They didn't choose the number 85 as if, like, that's a great number for us to have. There's a rhyme and reason why 85 was chosen, because before then, there was no number. So to give you an example, back in 1976, right before 1AA was formed, you know, you just had D1. The swag used to be D2. So for that one year in 77, we were all D1 when we moved up in our sports. Then the next year, Blade was created.
1: So you're telling well, uh, me in 1977, everybody was on the same playing field?
2: Basically correct. We were. Okay.
1: Go ahead. Also, also, in 1976,
2: the national champion in the year of 1976 was the Pittsburgh Panthers. Tony Dostoe had won the uh, Heisman, and that roster, that team that year had about – I wanted to go and say, don't quote me, but it's somewhere around a hundred and I want to say like one hundred and forty nine players on scholarship. It was huge. And so what they were doing was stockpiling talent and Jackie Sherrill was kind of known to tend to, you know, kind of bend the rules a little bit. And so they were just stockpiling talent. But again, there was no there was no roster. Number set back during those times, so to kind of even the playing field, that's when the NCAA came in, said they need to step in to kind of create some competitive balance. So that's when they fell down to the number eighty-five, you know. And so again, even when you look up when we create this subdivision with one double A, you know, well we're going to keep because hey, they're Division One, so they're one double A. So what is going to be the sticking point? And this was well thought out to that's going to differentiate between them and us because we still can play them and even more so back then what they decided to do was that's how they came up on the scholarship limit because hey if they're one double a and they have the same number of scholarships then there really is no difference and bear in mind when they created uh, the the subdivision one double a the swag was rolling the swag was steep in talent more so than any of the other fcs programs. because bear in mind the first year of the subdivision jackson state and famu was in the semifinal to go to the championship game. And both teams were super strong that year. Also bear in mind that the swag was rolling from the 70s all the way through the 80s. And also in the 70s, there was no major black talent among these, you know, quote unquote, power five programs at the time. They had a handful of black players, but they weren't getting just all of the cream of the crop like they do now. So there was plenty of, of talent to go around from the rest of us and the swag still had it bear in mind the greatest wide receiver of all time didn't even make it to mississippi valley until 1982 i'm sorry 1981 so and he left in 84 so (laughs) i mean there you go even with that so um and and bear in mind when the subdivision created in 78 uh you know Walter payton and rob brazil had just left in 75 (laughs) so you know just even imagine that then so to even add to that you know so they had to have a way to separate us or to minimize our impact and we'll touch on some other things that you know they tried to do to even minimize that even more you know to to relegate the other um fcs program because honestly whether people realize it or not in the late 70s and even in the first part of the 80s most of these major fcs programs that you know now they weren't what they were now then the sweat was it the specs was what they were then at that particular time. And so we were dominant. And so, you know, we'll, we'll get into that because, you know, a lot of this kind of like integration and other things that went into play, but we'll, we'll touch on some other things on, on that later, Ken.
1: So what I want to do though is um we won't go back and, and like be repetitive because one of the things we did do, like I said, and you guys just got to follow, this is a continuing conversation. Like we, we, we did the show where we referenced the turning point. We call it a paradigm shift with – you know Sam Bam Cunningham with UCA, U, U, USC, and how that was kind of the beginning of the poaching of our great, our, our best, best players, and so forth and so on, and and it kind of segued all the way over. So what we want to do is because one thing that we did talk about that I thought you was going to mention is that. Um, the number of scholarships that we had, uh, players we had on scholarship at Jack State at one point in that time, I think you said we had about 95 on scholarship. Well, yeah, we, we, yeah. well, in, in
2: 1977, we had 95 players on scholarship.
1: Okay, so that I wanted to make sure we say that because when we're giving context to this, we're saying in 76, 76 was a what transpired in 76.
2: Well, 76, that's when Pittsburgh won a national championship and they had like the largest roster ever. Oh,
1: so I'm setting it up. So you got Pittsburgh winning national championship in 1976. Big roster, 140 some players on scholarship, meaning there was no precedent as far as a number of scholarships from an FBS standpoint. And you can Google
2: that photo, too, for everybody that wants to take a look and see how big the, well, the team one
1: of the, one of the things we were talking about was we were talking about autonomy. We were talking about the fact that they were in the process – they were trying to build super teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know we, we hear super teams now. We think about the NBA. But what we're talking about is these super teams, where they was really stockpiling talent. And they, they didn't want to – but when the NCAA put the, the number, you get to 77, and 77, there's kind of like this little gray area where there really is no FCS at that time, Jackson state had 95 players on scholarship. So what I'm saying is in our very own history, there's a historical uh, uh, part, uh, uh place where we can point to the fact that we actually had 10 more scholars, 10 more uh, student athletes on scholarship than what the FBS mark is today, which is 85. Facts. So and next, and, we, and, next and week, we could, and we could absorb it and more importantly, Absolutely, because one of the things I'm I I, we you y'all know why I'm setting this up because there is because
3: the naysayers are always saying we we can't fund
1: it. That's true, Mm -hmm. but I'm also setting it up because we're going to talk about this meeting, we're going to talk about the Jackson Four because that's what we're getting to, okay? Exactly, there's some things that were said in that meeting where our very own AD and most beloved head football coach. Coach W.C. Gordon, who was the athletic director at that time, made reference to this very point of 77, how at one point in time we had, what, 95 players on scholarship. But yep. I just wanted to, I wanted to just use that as a bookmark. Now the next year, 1978, boom, that picks up the article that we just talked about in our previous History of Pizza Self show. So we can't go back and cover everything. We just kind of wanted to make sure you're following along with us. And if, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that show, Go back and listen to that show and then come back and listen to this, and, and then you'll pick up the full context of everything that we're talking about. So now, fellas, let's jump right into it. Uh, and I before we do that, I want to shout out, you know, our very you own know, Aaron Thompson, man. Um, DI Love's finest, you know, Jackson State alum. Uh Aaron, when we had that show, uh the soul really,
2: creative, D I Love.
1: Yeah, the whole the soul creator. So for those that don't know, <laughs> you know, the I love is part of our um, our school song. But, you know, our very own Aaron, um, he actually was the one that started the hashtag the I love. So shout out to Aaron. We wanted to have him on the show. We'll bring him on another show uh, soon. Uh, we just had to make sure the schedules aligned, and he had some traveling. But uh, after he listened to that show, he sent us an article that kind of referenced a little bit more meat. To the conversation that we were having And we, we'll, we'll, we'll start Zoe, I'm going to start it with you uh, I don't want to get caught into the 80s Let's 90s. '90s, And let's pick up where we were And kind of what led to that meeting And then we'll kind of carry it on from there Alright, sweet So far back into
2: 1993, there was a, Two proposals that was brought to the NCAA When it was time to get ready for the convention And in that convention Two proposals were put up uh, one was to have the one double a scholarships cut from 63 to 55. And then there was another proposal to have the scholarships cut from 63 to 45. Wow. One, um for competitive uh, competitive balance. They wanted to again create autonomy and again, just another way to weaken and, and further divide one double a to one a. But let's get to the crux of that. If you take away those scholarships, is weaken if weakens because again we had talent coming at that time. So if you weaken the scholarships that's going to these schools, then that'll deter other or deter. I'm sorry, uh, athletes from coming because it's a short number of scholarships and we can actually retain those players and we can and we can get that talent away from you. But when that proposal was set in place, you know we got um, four. You have four of your blue bloods, 80s and coaches come together they met in jackson on several occasions you have the ad and head coach from famu grambling southern and jackson state a meeting of the minds they come together and they rally together and they come up with a plan to state and and let the ncaa know that hey if you decide and vote to reduce and cut these scholarships then we, by all uh, by all measures, will threat. Our threat is we will move to Division One, which is FBS. And they let them know, and 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 uh, FAMU's AD was actually quoted letting you know that this threat is real. You know, he said, and he basically he's quoting the argo saying this thing has gotten the attention of America, and we're hopeful that it will change enough minds so that we don't have to do this. But he said, let it pass. Call me the day after the meeting, and then you'll see where these four people will be, end quote. Letting you know that if you make this pass, we will be on the first thing smoking to Division I football. Because if you reduce us to 45 scholarships, we'll go ahead and skip this and get 85. W.C. Gordon was even asked, could Jackson State afford to have 85 scholarships? He said, he said, and I quote, oh, why? Easily. We've already had it in the past where we uh, funded 95 scholarships. End quote. And this was in the year of 1993. Facts. All facts. So so to tie this in to what we talked about now with the comments that Coach Prime has made, this has been talked about before, except in the past we had real tangible meeting of the minds, because not only were these four schools meeting, you had another AD from a school in the MIAC that said that if these four schools leave, they, by all measures, have to contact and add Tennessee state, Howard, North Carolina AT, and South Carolina state by doing so, you have an eighteen what would that be called a eighteen super, super Con- conference Con- and this yep. was in nineteen ninety three and this was real tangible conversations, not some fodder or you know just Twitter talk per se. This was real tangible conversations
1: right so so let me let me throw this in there real quick, so this is we're talking about a meeting that transpired, you know, and this is um, – Not one, multiple. There's multiple meetings, but the, the the term came to Jackson 4 because we're talking about they met at, at our, on our very campus, Jackson State, in the AAC, in the Hall of Fame room. And at the time, I'm, I just want to make sure I mention the names of the ADs. You know, we had – at this time, we had W.C. Gordon, who was our athletic director at that time. We had Southerns, Marino Cassum, Famuse, Walter Reed, and Gramlins, Freddie Hobdi. 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 i almost said hobby but it's hobby and they 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 met and like i said they proposed you know they, they was gonna move the, the the whole proposal was a threat that we will move to fbs if you cut our scholarships like i said they you know zoe you just mentioned we was at 65 at the time and they were threatening to move cut us to 45 so they said i'll tell you what if you're gonna cut us we're just gonna jump up to you know to fbs and that will um give us 85, 85 that way we can still stay and then like i said one of the questions that was posed like you said i just want to read the question because the question was you know um it was posed to and let, let me let me let me let me read some of the questions And I, I i don't want to take up too much time but i did want to say um it said, question why would they drop in football school scholarships from 65 to 45 or 55 issue if everyone else in one AA has the same limit this is what the answer jsu doesn't feel it could have an, an attractive product and recruit top quality athletes with only 45 55 scholarships correct now Listen now listen to this it said the next question it said would jsu be able to fund division 1a maximum of 85 scholarships the school funds 65 now and this is why I just wanted to read this man because when we're all we, we we just be talking and that's why it's so important to know your history it's so important to know what came before today because if you do your research and you know what really transpired you'll know that that the history will tell you that even back then we was able to do it and this was the answer to that question. The answer was, JSU Athletic Director W.C. Gordon said the school can fund 85 because it had as many as 95 scholarships before the limits were cut. NCAA rules don't require 1A members to fund the maximum number of school sh- scholarships anyway. That was his response to that question. So the point was, look, he was saying, look, don't ask me, can we do it? Heck, we've already done it. But I also wanted to pick up one thing. It says, and it's just to the point that we just made, it says, how long has Jackson State been a 1AA school? The answer was JSU has been a 1AA school since the 1AA's inception in 1978, which brings us right back to the very point that we're at. I just wanted to throw that in there. Go ahead. And and let me add one
2: thing. Let me add one thing. Coach Gordon was also quoted as saying that it is very feasible and attractive for us to go 1A. We first want to keep 1AA as it is now. However, if we can't We desire to move to 1A.
3: Well, man, look, um, looking at this from a holistic standpoint, we were playing checkers while they were playing chess in hindsight. Now that we can reflect back on it, because you don't, you don't make that move. You don't make that move to drop um, a division. From sixty-five scholarships to forty-three, unless you plan on permanently crippling them, to make sure that you remain with a competitive advantage of acquiring as much talent as you can possible. That's the reason why you make them to reduce. And I, in in retrospect, I wish that the fabulous four—I'm going to call them that—but I wish that the the (laughs) fabulous four would have would have continued with their intent and plan to go 1a
1: because yeah. i think we
3: would be we'll be having a different conversation now
2: well let me let me
3: let me let
1: me let me throw one thing in there though, because and you might be going where i'm about to go with this because a part of that article that was a question that asked her in regards to the conference says you know would the conference survive the loss of the big three because the big three, you know, and 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 I I, I want to do I want to read this because I want I want to make sure I get this in there. You mentioned the fabulous four, but it says if JSU Grambling Southern stop playing in the SWAC Southwestern Athletic Conference uh, football, they'll take most of the SWAC prestige with them, which is brings us to the point that we are today and a lot of the chatter that we saw with a lot of the come with the, with the conversation that our very own Coach Prime mentioned. This is, a, this, this is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. This is just a revisitation of that. But here's what I want to make sure we – we I just want to make sure we – because I got it highlighted, right? It says that if they don't leave the conference, they'll have an unfair advantage over SWAC schools that don't make the jump to 1, 1A. But this is what Marino Casim said. He said, another alternative, every SWAC school could make the jump to 1A. My goodness, it's amazing how – when we read this, I was blown away because – I didn't know this when I was talking about it. I just – I'm just saying. And that's why, you know, you just kind of roll with it, right? He said desp- – listen when what he said. Despite the rules about attendance and stadium size, there is a waiver. Kassim said he's right, but it takes a majority vote of the Division 1A schools. That's not likely. But listen to this, though. The Jackson 4 can't make the jump to 1A by themselves. They must convince North Carolina and T Howard, Tennessee State, and South Carolina Carolina to join them, you know, and that's what I'm saying. It's like when you really think about it, they were already talking about forming an HBCU super conference back in 1993, correct? So, that go ahead, Shaq. I just wanted to make sure. So, I think so.
2: So, the point that I was going to make too, and to echo your point, was that. You know, I differ. I, I wish they hadn't said anything. I think I would have loved for them to just, hey, make a move because, see, by all accounts, and and let's just look at it. The Jackson four came together to make a threat, right? Well, let's let's mm-hmm. look at that. What exactly is the threat? Because this, look at yourself as the NCAA. You're gonna you're gonna threaten me that you're gonna move up to one A. Right.
0: Here, here's, right. So here, so right. how much
2: so how much of a threat is that? Okay, you're going to move to one double A. We still have things in place where, you know, you pretty much may not be dominant, you know, but you're just going to move up. That's your threat. But watch this. It didn't happen. And why didn't it happen? It didn't happen because this happened in the fall of 93. The vote actually took place in January of 1994 and the vote didn't pass. And half of the voters abstained from the vote. Right, right. So now what does that tell you? So we oh wow, we won because they threatened to move to 1A? That's the threat. So in mm-hmm. other words, we'll rather have you, we'll rather not cut your scholarships because why? We, we don't want you to, we don't want would, you to go to 1A. <laughs> we, we 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 would rather you stay in one double A because we don't want you in 1A. Because That's again, this is after the point that I always say, but most people can't see it because HBCUs are possibly a threat. Because that's again, great. we were dominant and, and still getting quality players in 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 the India. Uh, this is in the '90s, but this is '93. But even still, just think. So just think at that point in time. Now you're talking about and let's look in today's time. Jackson State, FAMU, Grambling, Southern, Tennessee State, South Carolina State, North Carolina A and T, Howard. Yeah, there's eight teams. It's an eight team. It's a strong 18 team conference right now. And just think of that conference with those teams, even as I speak was an FBS conference, let's just say it was called the SAC Southern Athletic Conference or something. And it was a viable FBS conference as I speak right now with coach Prime, Eddie George, and and everything now that we got lined up. That's a very viable conference. That conference right now is drawing more eyeballs and has bigger branding than the Sunbelt Conference, than Conference USA, Max. than the Mountain West Conference, than the Midwest Athletic Conference. So we're actually probably at the top of the heap right now in the group of six. Matter of fact, I would only slightly put us behind the American, but but we have the chance to actually surpass them right now with that same lineup. So this was something tangible that happened in 1993, but it is so perplexing for the thought of that now. And it's amazing how you have four of the blue bloods who are on one accord to make this happen only because of some cuts, but even had those cuts passed, they wanted to make that move. But yet still now, the masses are just like, oh, there's no way in hell that can happen. They don't have this, and they don't have that. And I got, like I like I say all the time, it's amazing how everybody's so quick to say, what well, we can't do. I'll give you all day in the world, and you still won't find the one way of how I can do something.
1: But that's I, the I, way. I, ha- that, but, that, but like we said, Shaq, and I'm going to let you jump in there. I, I, I'll say it, and I'm going to keep saying it. Telling me what I don't have is a very short conversation. Correct. Correct. It don't take all day to tell me what I don't have, but a better conversation is sitting down and discussing what I can do, my gaps, and how I could set a plan in place to close them. So when we're talking about going from A to Z, the 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 possibilities are unlimited. When we're talking about that, I always would I always would challenge those who who want to just say, "No, you can't." You know, hell no, we won't go. My question is, is that instead of just being a, a, um, just a opposite, oppositional figure, my question is, are you, are you, um, are you proposing any alternates? So here's my thing, my thinking on this whole thing. You, you, what was the saying? Shoot for the moon, settle for the stars. You get all your ducks in a row and you line up with preparation to move. And if you don't, you still wind up better than you started. What's wrong with that?
3: No, that's 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 positive thinking. And that that you asked me the question earlier about about when I brought up that analogy with the children of Israel and you asked me the question, and you say you're going to take the opposite approach. It was not the fact that we're going on this on blind faith. There was already direct evidence to show what we were capable of doing just as though there was direct evidence from the children of israel to know the power of the most high he was the one who 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 parted the red and and provided them food in the wilderness was he not so 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 there's there's direct evidence for you to have faith and in this case dealing with 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 the possibility of us progressing toward a, a higher level in the conference there was direct evidence in 1993 and before that, in 1977 and 78, to show that we belonged, mm-hmm. and in and, and in this case, it, and, and it, even if if the mindset is, why do we want to go to Division One? Okay, my, so let's 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 wipe with Division One away, and let's say what's wrong with thinking of us evaluating our product and maximizing our value of our product so mm-hmm. that we can increase the revenue. For our respective institutions, what's wrong with that line of thinking? To There's me, nothing is nothing wrong. With nothing runs wrong with that. But if you if you bring and you poll the 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 mentality of the people, the first thing that they're going to say is we're going to lose
2: our tradition. Who said? Who said you're going to lose your tradition? Where did that well, fear come from? Well, let me let me touch on that too. Jackson State. I can't speak for the rest of the schools. And Ken and I talked about this earlier. Jackson State is truly living by its new moniker right now. Yeah. And Jackson State, and for the folks who don't know, Jackson State moniker is building blazing a tradition, trees. building a tradition, blazing, blazing, <laughs> blazing, new, blazing
3: trails. new trails. <laughs> yep.
2: And that's exactly what Jackson State doing. Also, to to aid the Jackson Four, that's where Deion Sanders comes in. Coach Prime is the perfect lightning rod to match what the what the Jackson Four was doing to actually step on again.
1: Step on where they finished off it to take that baton to the next level. I, I, let me throw one thing in there real quick, though. I, I had a chance to speak with uh Swag Buzz. <laughs> I talked to him on the show, and um analogy came to my mind when you mentioned Coach Prime. You know, who Coach. You know what Coach Prime is to us. So you got this real pretty girl, right? But she got low self esteem. <laughs> you, you you know where I'm going with this, right? I know where you're going with this. <laughs> so. so so, so check this out. A lot of dudes, man. You know, I, I, I'll just let me just cut straight to the chase. So you got this dude who sees the value in this young lady, or young man. This young woman that sees the value in this young man, but it's he's uh, externally attractive, right? But inside, deep down inside, that person is incapable of seeing their own worth and their own value, and they're they're not they don't see themselves the way that other person sees them and sees the potential in them. So what they what they come and do is they get with them, they come in and they build them up. They show them, they say these wonderful words to them. They invest in them. Give me the ego boost. Hold, hold, hold on, listen this, this, this. And after a while, that 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 young lady or that young man, that you know that that, that that confidence tends to go up. They tend to start believing the things that they have been told by that person that's that's with them, not some outside. He's with us. And I, and that's just for the people that think that there's Dion and then there's Jackson State. Coach Prime is Jackson State. There is no separation of the two. You know, he's for he'll forever be a part of Jackson State. Even as, whenever he leaves, he will still be Coach Prime, that coach at Jackson State. So here's all here's all I'm that's, that's all I'm trying to say, man. When this man showed up, I mean, we got so much. And my my question is is this? The more I've learned about this, I just I just I just question like why. Do we feel like we should only stay in FCA? I don't I don't get the mindset. And I didn't have this mindset. So for those who might say, Well, y'all just started talking about this, yeah, you're right. Because I didn't have the mindset. I didn't see it. But I'm sorry, I'm not gonna apologize for being a believer right now. And Shaq, to your point, because I know people are like, what is he talking about? With the children of Israel. I mean, it's a beautiful story. So many different principles laid that trek. About there's two types of people. You got you got two you got you got one set of people that that that's 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 of the mindset that old regime that want to you know maybe since you mentioned since you mentioned the children of Israel when they were leaving out of Egypt going into the wilderness you had a man that had a, that had to elevate him. and the way the story goes when he when Moses lifted up the rod the Red Sea parted and they they walked across on dry ground right well once you get ready to the other side of the wilderness there's a whole new generation and this generation. In order to get from the wilderness to the promised land there was another big body of water in front of them and guess what there's no man standing up with a rod in front of them guess what they had to do fellas they had to step they had to put their foot in the water and when they put their foot in the water and started walking that water parted now you can say i don't believe that it might be people listening that don't even subscribe and don't even listen to the bible and probably whatever i'll give you a more regular example there are some people that prefer to walk through doors with doe knobs and locks on them. There's some people that's going there's there's some doors out there that you can walk it towards and as you get close to them, and bad babies good, they slide right open, don't it? So my my question mm-hmm. is, what are you saying, Ken? What are you saying, Shaq? What are you saying, Zoe? What we're saying is people in this world, there are people who wait for things to change, and there are people who provoke change. And we got a man that's at Jackson State that came to say what Zo? He came to change the door and Zoe said something that I thought was profound earlier when we had a conversation he said this man talked about being a provoke change so why is it that every time he say something everybody get all up in the roy? that's what the word provoke mean I'll let you start it from there, whoever was going to go ahead <laughs> that,
2: that, that was me I, I, I said you know coach prime said it all the time he said he was he was he was he brought here to provoke change and so, whenever you put a microphone in his face next to you, you know Twitter goes ablaze, and people got so much to say. And you know what that is? When everybody got something to say, they provoked. <laughs> they all are. That's correct. Oh, he, the man sit here and said something about going to the Big Ten. Oh man, what the world? Yeah, you're provoked. You know, so the man, say something about we. Oh, we go. Hey, we already talking about going FBS. Now everybody can tell you how we can do it, what we can't do, and why we ain't gonna do something. They provoked. See, the thing hey. is, man, everybody wants you to have success until you have success. And again, you know, change doesn't come easy. And one thing I always say, you know, I know I try not to get, you know, religious on the show, but I'm going to say this. Don't ask God for growth if you don't want no pain or to get. Up, up, up. <laughs> <There> is... <laughs> yeah, man. Set You said a mouthful on that one, man. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, there is no such thing as comfortable growth. Hmm. So, you know what? There is some uneasiness. You know, and again, like I said on the last show, we can't worry about who who don't believe on the outside. Man, look, we got 2020 vision. We can't worry about who got 28 division vision and who can't see. You may say, well, oh, they're delusional. This can't do this. Hold on. They can't do this. We can't worry about that. Because at the, at, the, at the time that it happens, whenever we move, whether it's collectively with uh, other HBCUs or we get invited to another conference and we moved up, we good either way it go. The thing is, when it happens, all you're going to say at that point is, you're either going to do two things. You're either going to move the goalposts or you're going to sit there and say, I ain't believe they could do it. My God, they did it.
1: Oh, too ain't going happen. I was just gonna say. Well, you want to make sure that we we this message hits those internally as well, because it's not just outsiders that's got to be convinced. It's it's insiders too. You know, um, those of us that are part of this JSU family. You know, it, it's listen. Like I said, we we're having a conversation. That's it. We ain't doing it. You know, we we don't speak on behalf of the university. We don't speak on behalf of the coaches. We're giving an opinion about an idea. And we all know that if this transpires, it's not going to be tomorrow. I just don't understand why people lose their wits, man, over a possibility of a conversation, you know, of a a of of, of, uh, of moving up. But listen, or, man. Or, or better yet, Ken, or, why, do pe- why
2: are people so bothered by what little old JSU doing? Because remember, we're not even talking about the other HBCUs. The, the thing was made it like, hey, Jackson State may possibly move up. So if we do, why is everybody so triggered about what little old JSU doing? It, to you- me
3: it's the fear of being left behind possibly, and Ooh. it's it's also the fear of the unknown because there are a lot of other intangibles that people want to bring up to highlight um, to show that we're not prepared and that we have to get some things in order internally for our universities
0: in Which order to true.
3: engage. Which is true. I, I can't deny that. There are some things that we do have to get in order, but in in relationship to that, um. I can I want to bring up an analogy about for those of us who have children okay and 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 who are planning to have children I remember I was talking to my dad one time my mom and my dad and we were talking about um you know growing our family and I remember my dad said he said son you will never have everything in order perfectly mm. in order to bring children in there's going to always be this uneasy feeling of uncertainty and he says son sometimes you just got to go and do it just do it because go sometimes, make that baby. right sometimes the journey is the actual lesson it's the preparation and, and and i i thought about when i started my business man i didn't know about starting a business and and doing stuff with stocks that i started doing but i did it and and the journey of actually doing it helped in 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 it helped strengthen my wisdom and knowledge and preparation and all these other things and intangibles. But I, I said it all to say this. Sometimes we just got to take the dive, man. We got to take the leap. You're not gonna sure. to in order. It, it, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to have every single thing, all your T's dotted. I mean, all your T's crossed and I's dotted. Everything is not going to be in order. Some things you're going to have to get in order as you get on the journey. But go ahead, so.
1: So so before we all go, I want to say this real quick because I want to make sure we we we, we, we bring it back and, and encapsulate it. Let's go back to Coach Prime's comments because this is what he said. He said that some of our prominent HBCUs were going to be faced with a decision. Prominent. Right. Prominent, prominent HBCUs. HBCUs. And, and basically what he was talking about was basically – um and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but the point that he met, that he said was, he was like, "We're gonna have to choose. Do we choose to to to, to move in the, in the, in 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 the direction of quote unquote tradition, or do we put ourselves in a better situation to be more stable financially, for lack of better terms? Because to your points, both of your points, there's some there there is an element out there that feels like, well, why would you? Well, what about the other schools? What's gonna happen if because oh, we talked about this, man." Well, what, 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 what about these other schools that, you know, that that's not carrying a weight? You know, what's going to happen to the swag? What are the, you know, all the stuff that the, the fear, the fearful questions or or how dare you leave such and such behind? It's just, it's so much that we can get into with that. But, you know, I wanted to make sure we, we threw that back in there and, and, and bring it around. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No, I was going to actually, you know, add to, um, to Shaq's point, you know, in, in, in regard to that. You know, with this conversation of, of this move, you know, um, a lot of a lot of us, you know, we we tend to get in our own way. You know, uh, like again, like I said, whenever you have success, people they want you to have success until you get it. But you know, when Coach Pryor mentioned, you know, mentioned their comments and, and everything, everybody's up in arms about everything about tradition and and. It, but here is the thing: what is the swag done? in the past five years, you know, to really, you know, and there's a lot of good that's been done. I'm not, and I'm not, you know, down the swag at all because we made some great head and We have a brick commission in place right now that's doing some amazing work, you know, but in the big scheme of things, people say, oh, you know, you're, you're chasing this dream of moving up. Well, the thing is, there, there is no perfect time to move up. And, 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 and uh, most people, they sound like as if you have to have everything lined up and things got to be perfect before you make this move. And that's far from be- true. And and that's far from look and that's far from the truth. And, and and another thing too that I want I want to I want to clear up the air for anybody who's listening, people were talking about Jackson State's budget. Let me just let me say this for the record. None of you know what Jackson State's budget is. None of you. Mm, speak on. You it. Can, you, can, you, can, you can pull up whatever you want to pull up. Because let, let, let me let me lay something down now for all for everybody. There is not a staff in the SWAC that's bigger than Jackson State's staff. There is not a support staff in this conference that's bigger than Jackson State's. So again, you, you're looking at numbers, but those numbers don't tablet anything what we had up until last season. So I think there was uh, you know, our it shows that our, our our budget is roughly just under seven million dollars, right? That's far from incorrect. Uh, I'll be willing to bet you that no one in this conference has spent more money on football last season than Jack State did either. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> we have 12 coaches on staff. Not just coaches. We have six grad, we have six GAs. We have four analysts. Nobody has a strength staff like what we have. Nobody has a training staff like what we have. Nobody has the equipment staff that we have in this conference. Ain't that even close? It's not even close. And then on top of that, not only do we have a full staff, Ken, tell me what do we do? Do we just add another coach? A well-known coach in the country? And what's his title? Special, assistant to, the Special head coach. assistant to
1: the head coach.
2: So tell me who one of you, sw- which one, somebody in the swag or any FCS school got a coach with that title after you got a full staff. Who asked coaches that's not even a position coach to the staff onto a staff, but your budget bigger than ours? So again, I'm not going to get into semantics, but just know that number ain't right. So again, you can't, you can try to do your research because it's always here. No, man, it's not what you think. So again, everybody can tell us what we can't do until we do it. So my thing is, is there some risk involved? There's risk in everything. Too so much is given, much is required. Involved
1: in not having a plan in place if the opportunity presents itself. But, There's a but, risk involved in staying put.
2: But you know what? Saying, you're, you're, you're,
1: you're absolutely right. But guess what?
2: I could have sworn when Coast Prime got here. And let me just say this too. We don't understand what all was communicated to even get Coach Prime here because let, it, let the record show in his press conference, and I go back to it all the time, he made sure to tell all Jacksonians, look, I didn't, come, I didn't leave my 150 acres in a mule for no bull jump. So, again, we're not saying we're going to jump uh, FBS next year, but I, but I, would, not be, I would not be shocked. We have a great season. You're averaging over 50,000 fans next season. Puts you in the top 40 in the country in doing so. And we're an FCS program. How we wouldn't be attractive. I mean, our social media is bigger than tons of Power 5 schools. And all FCS schools right now, our brand is there. Like I told you, if we were in the Sunbelt Conference, which is the FBS conference right now, our brand is bigger than every school in the MAC, every school in the Sunbelt.
1: So let me pitch something, and maybe Shaq, you can get in on that too because you mentioned the Sun Belt. Let's just say hypothetically that we fast forward and everything that you just said transpired for our fans out there that feel like we're not going to be getting those games. We're going to be bringing in a predominantly these predominantly white schools that we're going to be playing against. They got these different type. This is something that Swag kind of – Pitched to me, you know. I wanted to make sure I give him his credit, and it was a good question. You got different types of bands, you got different <laughs> types of fan bases. I, it's a real question, and and he, I'll give you my take on it after after you guys say what y'all got to say about it. But let's go ahead, it. Shaq. You're you're so, in it. You're in it. Listen, hold on. You're in a we fast forward. Let's hypothetical. <laughs> I want you to project. Put your put your uh <laughs> Aristotle hat on real quick. Of oh, course, God. of listen, course, listen, of listen. course. So. We're entering into the Sun Belt, where we are. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, right now we're the only HBCU that moved up. All right, whatever. Um, we're gonna play. Do do so. Do you know what their conference schedule is that we play out of the Sun Belt? If we were in the Sun Belt, how many games? How many conference games would they play? Maybe eight, eight. eight. So they play eight mm-hmm. conference games. It's a twelve-game schedule. uh How many out-of-conference games do you get? It depends. Both sides get Basically four. Basically four. So it's four. four. So how many how many FCS opponents do you get to play? They can only play one. So they can only play one. Mm-hmm. So that's why you kind of want your – that's why you do want a few other HBCUs to elevate with you because you can guarantee yourself that you'll maybe get three or four uh, HBCU games uh, in, which kind of captures and preserves that tradition. But let's just say that don't happen.
3: Well, pa- well pause. Where- right. That's a very good point. And what yep. I want to reiterate, let me start by this rules can always be changed, can't they? They can. So this rule that you can only play one FCS team, could that possibly be changed? Yet given the new construct that we're gonna find
1: ourselves in. Didn't want didn't, wanna, didn't end the SEC uh, media, they like one of their media. Well, well he- he- here's the thing: right. it's not so it's
2: not so much that it's changing what it happened. It, the rule stipulates you can play more than one FCS school. That's the but the thing is, is that every FCS win would not count towards your win total to get you bowl eligible. So why playing? I get it. Um,
3: but just just like they sat down in a conference room, uh, in a private conference room at that, and dictated the rules to allow for them to create a different division and separation, but also a change in, in the allotment of scholarships per those. they can We can also I- evaluate our product and determine new rules on how this is going to look going forward. I, I've said on plenty of times to both you and Zoe behind the scenes on our shows that the landscape of athletics is about for football is, is going to totally change. And everybody has taken a wait and see approach to determine what's or likely, you know, after the dust settles, what this is going to look like. And some people have hypothesized that you're going to, you're probably going to see one mega conference that's probably going to be comprised of the SEC, uh, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and um, um, maybe the ACC. Um, and then you have some people speculating that maybe we're just going to do away and just have one super division and one lower division and be, and get rid of FCS combined in total, who knows what it's going to look like, but Mm -hmm. to stay in line with what you're saying right now, if we had more than one team to move up, let's say, um, hypothetically five teams move up. All right. All right. So and you got seven teams already in the conference. So you add five more teams. You got 12 teams total in the conference that allows us to have the autonomy to keep those traditional games in place Thanks. while also reaching down to what's now known as FCS Correct. to still play those games as well. To help out. man. And keep in mind, when we play those games, Correct. it's a major benefit for the FCS based on the current construct.
1: I want to give a I want to give a shout out to I want to is it Emory Hunt? He was on yeah. Blue Blood show and he um he referenced the point that factored that in, kind of how if we do move up as a collective, then we can go back and play those FCS those lower tiered and kind of funnel that money back mm-hmm. to kind of help them elevate for maybe a future uh, reference point where we could come back later and and have a full HBCU conference. So it, it may require some of our blue bloods to go step in the water first. It's like big bro going outside first to see what it's like and then you come back and let us know and then we going because that that may be all within the plan. There's another thing that came up with the commissioner. Hey, wasn't there did, did, did the question was did the commissioner say something in the past that there was a plan in place to move up as one full conference. Look, look, when we talk on to this is tiger talk with the 1400 club. We are giving you the Jackson state perspective because what happens is there's a lot of people that speak on this topic and they like to speak on behalf of Jackson state. So what we like to do is come and give our perspective from an internal standpoint. So a lot of what we're talking about is not a move for everyone to do. It's a move of what we feel like we can do. If we with coach prime now driving the bus, because coach prime has been a gap closer and i mean a precipitous go look that word up by the way a precipitous <laughs> gap closer that means hey i mean rapid fire there's a lot of things this man closed the gap on in a very 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 short time the man's going to donate half his salary to finish up some players lounge type stuff in the in the in the facility room of the Walter Payton center oh my goodness man i just i, I just i get i get chills man when i think about the things that we Corey said this, what he say, though, man, getting Coach Prime was like it, he said he said it was better than hitting the lottery, but it might be some people might hit that and fret, but you know, I'm pretty sure somebody frowned about that, but it's true though. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to just make sure, but but to my point, for my to my point, I don't want to lose the point. The question was for those that feel like you're not getting Texas Southern now, you're not getting Bethune Cookman now, if they're not. Elevated with you. You getting USM. You getting Georgia State. You getting... Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern.
2: Appalachian State.
1: You getting Appalachian State. Like, the question was, are we going to lose some of our traditional HBCU culture? Because we're now co-mingling, at this point, our games. Some of our home games are going to be... You're not going to... And you know what I said to that? Some of these games we don't tend no way. Uh oh.
3: But, 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 but even good, but even no, 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 but more we... than that. But even more than that, what's
1: the average attendance for those com- for those teams within uh, oh. their own conference? No 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 no. I, I just wanted. Uh, hey, <laughs> we listen. How many games do we have a year where we play a swag team and they don't bring a band and they bring a thousand fans? Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real on. Can we be real on talking about plenty <laughs> of. Them.
3: That's real. real. On, man. That's real.
1: real. So, so 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 is it safe to say that what we're talking about when we say tradition and culture, we might be just talking about a handful of games anyway. Well,
2: I got, I got I got I gotta take this, the- got this stuff further. I gotta take it a further. See, we're one of one. See, they're trying to put off how things are at their school and juxtaposed to ours. See at JSU, we don't have that problem. Fact. So the other thing to that, too, is that let's bite on that shall we? Will we lose some fans because we probably won't be playing all the HBCU schools? I'm certain that we will, but let's just say we lose 10,000 fans, and that's a high number, okay? So if we lose those, we average, you know, 42,000. So let's lose 10. That puts us at 32,000. Ken, do you know where that puts us at in the Sun Belt? Number one. Because do you know know what Appalachian State uh, averaged last season? It was
1: 23,000. Man, listen to this though. But here's the question though: How many? So, so to to make up that point though, I can make the argument that that we're not gonna lose that ten thousand. I can say that for the hold on, hold on, for those that we lose, that some of these PWIs that we'd be playing, they actually would travel to Jackson to come to those games. So yeah. I can make the case that some of those fan bases would actually come to the game in more droves than they would. So, in essence. Can we can we be real about something? It's like let's say you get a Georgia Southern. I, I mean, let's just say you get an Appalachian State. Let's just say you get all of these are your home games.
2: Let's change that. A rank, a ranked Appalachian State. But, How but about here,
1: that? Here, here's my point though. That's a, that's a financial boost for the city of Jackson because now you got hotels that's gonna be occupied now. Instead of it just being on one or two weekends. Yep. Now we're talking about six six home games, five home games. Not to mention you you can you can throw all corn in there. Because let's be real about something, folks. With this swack format change, guess who we lost as a rival on the rotation? Southern. Guess who we added back in 2023 and 2024 as a quote unquote non conference game to preserve our rivalry, Southern. So guess who stayed on our schedule, Allcorn. You know why? Because Allcorn is a game that we don't want to take off the schedule. So guess what we can do? Let's say we move up. You can still play that game. See what I'm saying? You still get that game. So there's a way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So 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 to this whole thing, man. Look, let's let look let's, let's let's cut to the chase, man the reason why you hear people saying oh well you know we'll lose our actually no we're not man we can't you can't lose your blackness we're not so that's
3: the that's the fear look, of the giants man look, that's, look, that's what look,
2: that is look man look man we're, we're not selling our soul you know uh we're still black i promise you my pigmentation my melanin is not gonna leave my no <laughs> my nostrils not gonna shrink and my lips not gonna get no smaller still gonna be so <laughs> i mean it's all Look, I'm Sorry. black today. I'm going to be black tomorrow. Hold on. I'm a Jacktown Town Jew through and through. Ain't nothing of going to change, man. I'm going to wake up and say mine all day long. I'm going to want to hit get ready. I'm going to get chills when I walk through, walk up through the vet uh, concourse to get to my seat. None of this going to change. The boom still going to march in, play and get ready. Them pom-poms going to go up. When the band hit the field at halftime, you're going to hear the, the contemporary sounds of sound, uh, uh, contemporary, the quintessence of contemporary sounds and maneuvers. Let me get that straight. And the Born White Pom Pom is gonna still be in the air. And by the way, guys, if we're winning, them fans that you think we're gonna lose, they're gonna come back.
1: So if we win, they're we're coming team. back. noticing that. right? There. Everything you just said was some it was established at one point. Cultures and traditions are started. Are they not? Facts. There Facts. was a point in time where that stuff didn't exist. There was a point in time where it was created and it caught on, and it and, and that's what we do now. I'll give you another one. We just mentioned it. Shout out to Aaron. Hashtag what? Hashtag DI Love. DI Love. D- love. There was a point in time where that wasn't a thing. I'm but now it, that, but now, now it is. But now it is. That's all I'm saying. We're not going to lose our tradition. 2005. We're lose our culture. We're blazing new trails and we're building on tradition. You know what I mean? Let me say it the right way. We're building on tradition and blazing new trails. And by that, we means that when you're blazing new trails, that means you're going in a direction that you've never gone before so fellas as we get ready to close i'm gonna'm I'm gonna I'm set y'all up with one thing because this is something that I, I come across today shout out to coach Simmons out there from the YouTube space send me a video of uh, Martin Luther King man and it was uh it was a video that was referencing the uh, you know white moderates and kind of how they you know he felt like they weren't really allies in the movement in the 50s and 60s so uh prior to him you know obviously being assassinated um there's a video out there that basically talked about you know what he felt about their way of standing in the way of progression and when you listen to that video man you would think that he was it was very relevant to today and i know why coach sent it to me because i did a lot of talking on on social media and on twitter and everything so i think he might have sent it in reference to what i was saying in relation to everything that we just covered so i'm just i made a couple of bullet points read them real quick then we'll let, I'll turn it over to you guys. You guys, go ahead, we can go ahead and close out the show, all right? Um, and this is kind of what he was saying in, re- in reference to the moderate. We take White off of it. We just say the moderate. Those that t- tend to pretend to be on the line on your side, but in actuality, they're really the ones that standing in your way. Uh, he talked about these are some of the things that they would gripe about. They'll say you're moving too fast, like you're asking for too much, right? Um, you should probably – you know, put the brakes on what is your movement that you're trying to, and just think about this in reference to the conversation we've had. It says they operate mostly in a in a space of lukewarmness. And we know that lukewarm means you're not hot or cold. You're not you're not directly opposed, and you're not directly for. You just kind of stand right in the middle. It says uh, a lot of times they say we need to wait for a more convenient season. Like, what's the hurry? We need to wait. We need to wait and see. <laughs> and the next one says, you know, these are mostly people that are close to you, right? says they get close enough to discuss your plan through dialogue, but in actuality, they really just there to stand in the way of it. So they they get you, they lull you into having these conversations, but then they tend to stand in the way. He says that they it's better it's better to have outright rejection than to have lukewarmness, right? I touched on that. The next one, he says, better to have a misunderstanding than those to be partial. Still referencing that gray area. But then he went on to say they stand in the way of progress because of a refusal to understand the real problems or the real issues that we face. And they want to live by this myth of time, meaning that if we just wait and we wait things out, things will kind of correct themselves in the long run. You know, and we hear that a lot like what, well, we're we, we, we not there yet. <laughs> we 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 y'all dreaming too big you know just just give it some time we need to wait you need to win longer you need to win more right and the last thing that i made a note of they said you should just leave things alone and not push too much you know and then over time things are just kind of resolved themselves so in other words that was what some of the things he said from that standpoint i wanted to make sure i throw that in there and just kind of turn it back over to you guys we said a lot i know um Man, we touched on a lot, but, man, I really, really, really enjoy these conversations. Never can get enough of them, but I'll start with you, Shaq, and then we'll let Joe close it out. I mean,
3: you just said a mouthful, just along you know, outlining some of those thought processes. because as it relates to this discussion, we have heard all of this. And to relate it back to Jackson State, the first thing was we come fund the scholarships. But i think we kind of debunked that based upon the evidence that we saw in 1993 i mean straight from the 80s mouth and then the next thing you hear the naysayers talk about are facilities you're not going to get the facilities immediately overnight that's progression over time but it doesn't mean that we can't have a plan to address it and then the next thing is well you got um operate and evaluate your product and give you some tvd revenue well That can happen. That that can actually happen. But the point that I really want to bring home is how much do we value our product, but more importantly, how much do we value ourselves as a people? And right now, I'm starting to believe, well, I've kind of had this belief for for a while, but it's really coming home now is that we we don't value us. We don't and I'm not saying Jackson State, but I'm saying as a people, collectively, holistically, we have, we struggle with valuing us. I mean, think about it. Everybody loves black culture. But not as much as black people. You have other cultures and demographics who will utilize our culture, package it up, market and brand the hell out of it, and then wrap it in this nice, pretty package And then sell it back to us. And we pay for it. (laughs) That's right, man. And we pay for it. That's right. Top dollar too. Go ahead. Pay top dollar for it. And I'm like, when are we going to start to evaluate and look at ourselves as a valuable commodity and invest in us? And we can start by investing in us by thinking differently from our ancestors and thinking differently from the naysayers and just doing something. Doing something against the status quo. So all of this negativity, all of this belligerence, all of this doubt and fear that has, that has been manifested, I know my maker did not build me out of fear. So I am not going to allow it to man- life. Doubt, fear, pessimism will not be in my vocabulary going forward. It's time for us to understand that we are sometimes our own worst enemy and we create ways for us not to progress. I'm not trying to be in the wilderness for 40 years
2: and dying.
1: Mm. Set a mouthful, bro. All
2: right, well, look, I right, look, man, they call me Zodalorian for a reason. Now, look, <laughs> I, I'm going to just say this. But long before Deion Sanders even thought about coming to be the head coach of Jackson State, I and Ken have asked for this. I've always said that Jackson State is one of one. I've always said that no other FCS school in this country has Jackson State ceiling. I've been saying this for a long time. I've always said that Jackson State, if really, if Jackson State ceiling is to average fifty-five to sixty thousand fans uh, a year, I've been saying that long before Prime got here. And I truly feel like if the city of Jackson reaches potential and Jackson State reaches potential, there's not an FCS school in the country that can hold accountable to us. I've always said that. Coach Prime just took my thoughts and made it a reality. And so there's nothing that we can't do. People can sit here and I, and I promise you, I hear all the chatter. It goes to one and not the other for me, because, again, I live in Jack. Well, I'm not in Jackson now, but I come from there. I know, I know everything that that city and that, and that school is capable of. It's not far-fetched to do what we can do. And Close Prime was the perfect lightning rod that we needed to get it done. Now, again, I'm not saying that we're going to move up FBS where we get invited to a conference or we have some HBCU FBS conference. But we can get it done, and we will get it done. I don't care about the naysayers. You can talk about this budget and what we can't do. I'm going to tell you how we can do it. The thing is, I can tell you how we could do it. You're just not going to believe it. All you're going to do is move the goalpost, anyway. So I'm not going to concern myself with that. But here's the thing: facilities. Let me, Let's just get the mess out the way. Uh, the only thing needed to go up to F- FBS right now, we have everything in place that we need. Only thing we need is an influx of cash. And we need to pay the additional 22 scholarships. And let's talk about that. Because that's the only thing that separates us from being FBS right now is 22 scholarships. Nope, it ain't facilities. It ain't none of this stuff. The moment people talk about money, they say, they feel like, oh, if we're going FBS, then we're in contention with Alabama. No, we ain't. <laughs> you can go look at all the schools in the Sunbelt right now or even Conference USA for that matter. So uh, guess what? The same ULM that y'all talk about, that same ULM beat Alabama. Having their they beat Alabama before, right? It's matter a, of fact,
1: happened in this history.
2: Yep. Ma, 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 matter of fact, it was Nick Saban's first it year at Alabama. Yep. And, and, and we know they're trying to minimize it. Oh, it was Saban's first year; he wasn't really ready. Don't matter. This is Alabama, and ULM beat them. <laughs> and so let's so let's let's look at ULM. Go look at ULM's budget, and let's look at Jackson State budget. Go look at ULM and how they use student fees to make up the majority of their budget. Jackson State doesn't. But again, y'all could tell us our budget and what we can't do, but we're telling you what we're spending and what we can actually get. So from a facility standpoint, the vet is way better than ULM Stadium. I think so. So we got the stadium. We have a basketball arena. Do we need to upgrade it? Of course we do. This whole myth that we got to upgrade everything before we can move. No, we don't. All we got to do is get the money to fund 22 scholarships. So let's take, let's take a look at how much is that? That got to be like some millions to get that done. No, nope. it nope. no, it, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. It's not even $200,000. So you know what? Uh, the funds to actually, you're looking at roughly about $175,000 to fund those 22 extra scholarships. Fellas, I really think that we could actually gather up $175,000 because, you know, on the, on the day of giving the last time, I think we got about $700,000 in 24 hours. So I think that we can actually fund
1: $175,000, fellas. So what what you get the number he's getting it from is let's just factor in the, the tuition at Jackson State. I'm gonna do a round. Let's just round it up though, because we're projecting. If we round it up, and this is what this is how I like to do math. We talked about student fees. We talked about moving and elevating. Right now we're sitting around eighty five hundred a year. Um, let's just say we round that thing up to ten thousand a year. Well, so actually, round ra- round it up a little bit more because you got to – just for the sake gotta, of numbers, no, no, no. Okay, it's a hypothetical. Okay. I, I want I want ten thousand because ten thousand makes the number two hundred and twenty k from a um a, a monetary standpoint. Got it. Got we're it. funding each and every year. Um, and the other piece, though, I know you probably get it. Going to get into that is really like the coach's salaries. There's a bigger gap that comes. There's a bigger budget uh, gap that comes in that. But we're just talking about realistically if we needed to do it in a matter of two years from now, from a money standpoint, like what would that actually look like? Go ahead. I did mean to cut y'all.
2: Yeah. So you're talking about roughly $175,000. That's not, that's not undoable. We can do that. And again, if we could do it back in 1993, yeah, we can do it now. And that's all that we need. Once you make that move. Yes. You get an extra cash flow to come in and you sit there and you make your, your, uh, your improvements. And, whether it's Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, none of them made wholesale uh, facility upgrades to everything that they did. They made facility upgrades over time like everybody else. So I don't understand why they're trying to hold us and other HBCUs to this new standard. They're not holding all these PWIs too, and they make this move. Oh, there's this other thing too. Oh, we got to win. You know, We got to make it to the playoffs, and we got to win the championship before we go up. Man, stop trying to get us to do what you want us to do as opposed to what needs to be done. It's Two different things. We ain't gotta do what you like. That ain't what got happen. It's there are way more FCS teams that moved up to FBS that hadn't won, than the teams that actually have won that move up to FBS. That's a fact. Correct. That's all facts. <laughs> that's a fact. All facts. So, so why, why, why do, why do we need to do it? Just because that's what you want us to do? No, we don't need the progression. All we gotta do is fund, fund two scholarships, and we and, and you know what, we have the means to do it. So again, stop telling us what we can't do. look at ways of what we can do. Stop saying, oh, we don't have the budget, but then guess what? You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't understand what facility upgrades we got that's actually in in plan in place right now. But again, you're just looking at, oh, they don't have this. They can't do this. Oh, they can't fund this. You don't know what we can do. You're hoping what we can do. Stop trying to project what your school can't do to what we're, we're in the process of doing. Again, we're one of one. And yeah, I got my blue shades on, but I can take them off and say the same thing. We are Jackson State. This is a new Jackson State. On top of that, you can so, you can you can hate it or love it, but but we we trending now. We are moving up. It's a new JSU. Coach Prime is here, and people talk about what happened when he leave. Ain't nothing gonna happen when he leave. I mean, before he got here, we was doing we were doing numbers before he got here. See, the thing is, we want to we want to encapsulate these past ten years that we were losing and make that seem like that's the macro of Jackson State football. <laughs> I ain't that for y'all, but it ain't. <laughs> And and, and and to quote my coach, you ain't gonna see what you saw, not just on the football field, but off the field too.
1: Like man. it is what it is. Man new man. day, baby. Yeah, new you day. covered a lot, man. I, I I'll love. Say, I'll say it like this, and then we'll go ahead and, and, and close this show out. Listen, um, whether we go up as a collective, whether we go up as an as an individual case, uh, is yet to be seen. But what I will say is that, you know, there are some scenarios out there that would play in our favor. You know, one being if we did go up and get an invite, we don't we can't sit here and say what things would be changed in order to make that transpire. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of like we wouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. I could we could spend a whole nother show talking about what the pitfalls would be uh, if we went up as a collective. That may be something because because all we were really trying to do is highlight how there were obstacles put in place for us as a whole to be stifled and to be crippled and not be at our rifle place that's really what this whole conversation is about so maybe the, the 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 method is to maybe the method of the madness is maybe a few of us got to go and spy out the land first and then come back and and wound up you know elevating at, at, at a later time so we we don't know we'll see but uh like you guys said man it's it's been a phenomenal conversation we got a part three coming uh, we're gonna bring Aaron on the show. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna align it, and that way he can give his context. He's a another JSU historian. Um, definitely gives a great perspective. And then we'll continue to keep it going because we already know what fellas. Between now and time we we sit down again, it's gonna be some more stuff that's gonna transpire. So, again, right. fellas, man, it was a phenomenal time sitting down with you guys again. Looking forward to doing it again. And as always, the I love Go Tigers. The I love Go Tigers.
0: The I love. And that'll do it for episode 248 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify users. Rate and review the show. And everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook. And Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading. Subscribing. Rating. Rating. And reviewing the show, and tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets: Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Castbox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love.